0: If joint pain is keeping you from doing the things you love, Advent Health is here to get you back in action. Their award winning orthopedic surgeons and spine experts provide leading edge care for knee, hip, shoulder, hand, foot, ankle, and spine pain with a focus on personalized treatments, including minimally invasive and advanced robotic assisted surgery. Advent Health wants to help you keep going strong. To make an appointment, visit ColoradoOrthoExperts.com. That's ColoradoOrthoExperts.com.
1: Hey, this is Justin Simmons, all pro safety for the Denver Broncos. Let's talk about my dentist, Aspire Dental. Yes, I actually like my dentist because Aspire Dental is next level at creating an incredible patient experience that's relaxing and comfortable. At Aspire, I cozy up with a blanket, listen to music or watch TV while my talented dental team takes care of my smile. If you want to enjoy the dentist like I do, you should check them out. Aspire has multiple locations that are convenient to your neighborhood. That's Aspire with an E. AspireDental.com. Start sequence. Five, four,
2: three, two,
3: one.
4: And now, Jim. Get in on the discussion now. Lines are open. And now here's your host, Richie L.
5: That's right. You got Christian talk that rocks. Couple of websites for you: Christian talk that rocks or Christian talk that rocks Live under email address is talk to at gmail.com. dot at gmail dot Talk to at gmail.com. Several ways to get this broadcast in podcast format. Here's just a handful. Of newest add-ons are Stitcher. Yeah, happy to be there. Also, uh, let's see, Pocket Cast, uh, Cast Box, Google Podcasters, just too many to mention. Flagship station WMVA The Gold Rush, which can be found at Odyssey.com or at radio.net and newest affiliate, Thunderous Radio, thunderousradio.com. As always, plenty to talk about. And we've got a guest coming up uh, on the top of the second hour. You want to stick around uh, for, that, for that guest. He's actually the uh, head of and spokesperson for Compass Care, which is a pro-life counseling center. Daniel Tomlinson will be joining us at the top of the next hour to talk about what's been going on. Now, you might recall that the pro-life counseling center in Buffalo, New York, Compass Care, that was firebombed back on June 7th and caused a lot of serious damage to the pro-life counseling facility. Anyway, he's going to give us updates on what's going on and in that whole sort of, I guess you could say, industry, if you will, and what's happened perhaps since then. And, in fact, uh, Senator Warren came out, oh, not long after Roe v. Wade was flipped, and said that these crisis pregnancy centers all need to be investigated. I don't know for what, per se. But uh, she thinks they all need to be investigated because she thinks they're all just a bunch of scammers. So anyway, we'll get his take on that. That'll be at the top of the second hour. So you don't want to miss that. There is, I guess you could say, chickens coming home to roost of sorts. Pushback on the VAX mandates. And there's been a lot of court cases. There's more to come. There's been some out-of-court settlements. And there's going to be a lot more of that. Uh, to come. This is a big headline. Christian nurses win $10 bucks after punishment. Christian healthcare workers who sue their hospital over a vaccine mandate are slated to receive $10 million. That according to a settlement agreement filed on July 29th reports Epic Times. This is from the Epic Times. About a dozen workers at the North Shore University Health System in Illinois filed suit in October arguing that the facility was illegally not granting religious exemptions to the mandate and a lot of places didn't do that and still aren't doing it after 8 months of negotiations the workers and north shore have agreed to settle this case that according to a court filing under the settlement's terms north shore will pay 10,337 uh 10 million rather 337,500 bucks into a settlement fund for workers affected by its mandate specifically workers who between july 1st 2021 and january 1 2022 asked for religious accommodation and were denied and either received a vaccine to avoid termination or were fired or resigned about 473 workers actually fit under that category north shore will also adjust its vaccine mandate you think to enhance its accommodation procedures for individuals with approved exemptions for sincerely held religious belief. Workers fired because they refuse to get vaccinated due to their religious beliefs are eligible to apply for re-employment. U.S. District Judge John Ness, uh, who, who was the case, was asked to approve the proposed settlement. Liberty Council, the legal group representing the plaintiffs, described the settlement as a first-of-its-kind for an action against a private employer who denied hundreds of requests for religious exemptions as a COVID 19 vaccine mandate. Quote The drastic policy change and substantial monetary relief required by the settlement will bring a strong measure of justice to North Shore's employees who were callously forced to choose between their conscience and their jobs. A lot of folks have been put in that position. A lot due to joe biden's unconstitutional mandate they need to go after the mandate is unconstitutional somebody somewhere needs to have the guts to go after that uh, Horatio Mitt, vice president of legal affairs at the group said in a statement uh, he wanted to say quote this settlement should also serve as a strong warning to employers across the nation that they cannot refuse to accommodate those with sincere religious objections to forced vaccine mandates he added if agreement is approved, affected workers could apply for money from the ten million dollar fund. So that's gonna that's gonna help some folks out, no doubt. So that's good, and I think more of those you're gonna be seeing a lot more of those. You're gonna be seeing a lot more uh, lawsuits for people being canned for all sorts of reasons for not taking the vax, the the uh, mandate, but that was mandated by Joe Biden. Now part of that was crunched by the Supreme Court insofar as they said OSHA. Could not go around enforcing the thing. But they didn't really r- determine directly on the mandate whether it was constitutional or not. That's where the the court, the, the Supreme Court stopped short of that. So it stayed in place. Went away for some private employers, but stayed in place for a lot of medical facilities, hospitals, and then, of course, uh, if you were a government contractor or a direct government employer in the military. Now... Uh, a judge has halted punishment of airmen who filed for religious exemptions from vaccine mandate. This being reported by Breitbart.com. dot uh, Christina Wong, Judge Matthew W. McFarland of Southern District of Ohio last Wednesday, granted a preliminary injunction against the Air Force from punishing airmen who filed for religious exemption to the Biden administration's vaccine mandate. The order came almost two weeks after McFarland ordered a temporary restraining order against the Air Force from pursuing punitive measures against those airmen, and the Air Force did not successfully argue against it. McFarland wrote that the Air Force failed to raise any persuasive arguments for why the court should not extend an existing preliminary injunction prohibiting the Air Force from punishing a group of plaintiffs to all airmen seeking religious exemptions, he added. The, uh, the court rem- reminds the defendants that it is emphatically the province and duty of the Judicial Department to say what the law is, thus due to the sy- systematic nature of what the court views as violations of airmen's constitutional rights to practice their religion as they please, the court is well within its bounds to extend the existing preliminary injunction to all class members air force class preliminary injunction july 27 um the uh the the, in other words the judge says okay you can't go around or ignore this thing it's in place and you need to obey it Aaron siri whose law firm represented the plaintiffs tweeted quote proud to announce our firm along with uh, Chris Weist and uh, Tom Burns just obtained a national preliminary injunction prohibiting the Air Force, Space Force, and Air National Guard from penalizing service members it refused the AC-19V for religious reasons. Unquote. Uh, the order considers the class to include all active duty, active reserve, reserve, National Guard inductees and appointees of the United States Air Force and Space Force, including but not limited to Air Force Academy cadets, Air Force Reserve Officer Training Corps. Uh, cadets, members of the Air Force Reserve Command, and any airman who has sworn or affirmed the United States Uniformed Service's oath of office or enlistment and is currently under command and could be deployed, who if submitted a religious accommodation request to the Air Force from the Air Force COVID-19 vaccination requirement where the request was submitted uh, or was pending from September 1, uh, 2021 to the present were confirmed as having had a sincerely held religious belief, substantially uh, burdened by the Air Force, uh, the Air Force's COVID-19 vaccination requirement by or through, well, where did it come from, though? It came from Biden. They need to get to the source of this thing. you got to chop the head off the snake, not just sit, sit there and chop off the tail, uh, through Air Force chaplains and either had their requested accommodation denied or have not had action on that request, unquote. In addition, the order said the Air Force, which includes their officers, agents, servants, employees and attorneys and other people acting in concert or participation with them who receive notice of this preliminary injunction are uh, preliminarily enjoined from uh, taking the vaccine and everything else. So, again, this is a uh, this is a victory for uh, for those folks as well. So a lot of pushback in the courts on this stuff, and it's good to see it. It's good to see it, and I got a hunch, plenty more is coming. I've got a clip from an airman too. Uh, he he was being interviewed. I think this is on Fox News, but anyway, uh, this is an airman giving his thoughts on this whole uh, saga of very few religious accommodations being granted by the military for servicemen, but but especially with the airmen, But it's all across the the board now. There's been several different court cases some are still in process and some where some judges have said uh eh, this is, there's some problems here military and see this went up originally to the supreme court is shot back down to the lower courts and you, as you may recall several several months ago when i talked about it now it's working it's it's going to work its way back up supreme court can't keep dodging this ball for much longer and they're going to have to ultimately decide, are these mandates by Joe Biden constitutional or not? I believe they are absolutely not. I'm not alone in that belief. There's a lot of constitutional scholars who believe the same. That it is absolutely unconstitutional. He does not have the constitutional authority. Read Article 2 and see if you can find it. Or anywhere else in the Constitution or any, or any amendments to the Constitution that give him this type of broad sweeping authority. I can't find it. It ain't in there. You won't either because it's not in there. So if, it, if, so if it's not in there... <laughs> Well, that's not a uh, granted power by the Constitution. Sorry. You can't just go making up uh, powers and authorities for yourself that don't exist. Nor can Congress add uh, powers and authorities to the executive branch without first amending the Constitution. They can't just say, well, we passed a law. It doesn't matter. You can't go around through and ignore the Constitution. There is a process by which you can give um, greater powers to the president. If you want, it's called the amendment process to the Constitution. And there's very few amendments that have given, uh, or partly any really, that have really expanded the executive that much since the, the drafting of the document and approval of the document. Uh, let me let you this clip.
1: Chris, this is, was, uh, Chris, this here, is a slight win, but if you ultimately lose, what could the vaccine mandate end up taking from you? Um, but yeah, to me, I've served 18 years in the United States Air Force and Kansas Air National Guard combined. Um, and I've got uh, a retirement at 20 years that I could potentially lose um, if I was to face separation from this. And, and you know, to me, that retirement is worth about $3 million if I live till about 80 years old. Uh, So it's a significant impact to my family and and my current livelihood as well. Chris, before we get into the law here, how is this vaccine mandate making our military better? Because to me, sure seems like it's making it worse if we lose guys like Tristan.
5: Yeah, Yeah. it's completely hurting the readiness of our military. Um, Among the 36 plaintiffs in our lawsuit, for example, there are 17 pilots. But in total, the Biden administration is threatening to fire hundreds of pilots, probably around 300 total. And this is at a time when our Air Force has a shortage of 1,650 pilots. So we are not only firing the pilots, but the Biden administration is threatening to fire all kinds of other critical personnel, like Tristan, uh, at a time when there are no pilots to replace them and that they're having difficulties recruiting new members to the Air Force. So it hurts our military to do this. Yes, it's across the board it's hurting our military. At a time when we can't afford to have our military heart, when again, China's getting kind of froggy out there in the Pacific and we got this war going on in Ukraine with Russia, yeah, any of that could get boil over at any time. And what kind of shape is our military in? Back with more.
4: More talk continues next with Richie L. More Christian talk that rocks next.
6: Not a morning person, but wants breakfast? Well, it's all day breakfast at Ronnie's Restaurant on 112 New Market Street in Mayaden. Start your day with a morning breakfast any
1: time of the day. If you ever find yourself inside the emergency room, surrounded by these sounds, by these voices, by these machines, may you find our team of expert emergency caregivers at your side. You're going to be okay.
4: Just grab my hand.
1: This is the power of the human spirit advent health er in aurora castle rock denver littleton Louisville, and parker go to colorado emergencyexpert.com advent health feel whole
7: there's no better time than now to experience aurora one of colorado's most diverse cities discover a world of flavors history and heritage with more than 330 international restaurants and markets a vibrant art scene plenty to see and do and a global community that is locally accessible to all The City of Aurora unifies diverse communities. They are a leader in creative outcomes and an innovator in economic development. Find out why Aurora is truly a world in a city. Start your adventure today at GoAurora.org.
6: Hey, Ronnie's Restaurant also serves succulent steak and seafood, plus homemade meats and vegetables. Come see us at Ronnie's Restaurant Maidan at 112 New Market Street. Yes, we're fully open. We're open Monday through Saturday from 6 to 9 p.m. We do concessions and catering. Call in orders at 336-916-00. That's 336-916-0042. Ronnie's Restaurant in Mayadan.
8: There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray for more information visit cdc.gov covid19
1: furnished by the national association of broadcasters and this podcast due to the strong
6: christian views factual subject matter and truthful content this show may not be suitable
5: for certain wimps weenies or crybabies lister discretion is advised
6: here's your host
5: so the CDC, uh, which is an organization that uh, the more you kind of dig deep into its bowels, so to speak, in recent days of what we've been learning about some things and I've been sharing with you on the show, uh, weird and get getting weirder and creepier, aren't they? Now we've got this. The CDC colluded with big tech to quash COVID misinformation or alleged misinformation and internal communication confirms censorship campaign being reported by art more world Net daily. It's no secret that major social media platforms have been aligned with federal health officials in censoring information about COVID-19 treatments and vaccines that does not comport with the government's narrative. Twitter, Facebook, and others blocked or flagged posts that present evidence. For example, that the pandemic originated in a lab in Wuhan, China, and that the vaccines do not prevent infection uh, and pose the risk of severe adverse effects. Now, you might let me pause right there because I played a clip last week. I think it was last week or week before. I can't remember now. I think it was maybe the week before from Flip Flop Fauci, who admitted that, well, these things aren't doing such a great job of, of stopping infection. But they do mitigate the severity of the infection. Then you had Dr. Burks, I like to call her Dr. Bricks. Dr. Burks, uh, who said well, she, that she knew early on that these vaccines weren't gonna necessarily stop infections, that they were gonna be stopping infections. She knew that early on, but she kept her mouth shut. Okay, I played that clip. Was that last? Was I I think it was last week or week before? Please go back and look at archives. Twitter, Facebook, and others blocked or flagged posts that present evidence, for example, that the pandemic originated in a lab in Wuhan, China, and that the vaccines do not prevent infection and pose the risk of severe adverse effects, which we now know all to be true. Now, internal documents obtained by the group America First Legal and reported by the Washington Free Beacon confirm that there was direct coordination between the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention on censoring skepticism or criticism of COVID-19 vaccines. How about that? Now let me pause right there. Yes, Facebook and Twitter are private companies. And they do have a right to censor, although they lose protection when they do that. For lawsuits, they lose protection of the shielding of Section 230 of the Digital Media Decency Act. Section 230, which uh, basically gives them a shielding from lawsuits, provided they don't act like publishers. But when they start censoring the way that they've been censoring, they're acting like publishers, which you have a right to do. But here's the catch. When a government agency, any armed branch of the government, any government agency leans in on a private company and says, you know, you need to censor this and censor that and censor this, and then that is censorship, and it's censorship by proxy from the federal government and is a violation of the First Amendment. You see, the government seems to think, well, if we don't come out and directly just say to people, you can't say these things, you know, we're going to come arrest you, or we're going to do this, or we're going to do that. If we don't directly say that, then it's not a violation of the First Amendment. If we do it by proxy, if we lean hard, lean in on a social media platform and tell them, censor this and censor that, then you can't come back us and us not say it's censorship. Well, yes, we can, because it's still censorship by proxy, but it's still censorship. You see what I'm saying? So whether it's done directly by the federal government or whether it's done by proxy, by the federal government leaning in or making a deal with or however they're doing it to uh, Facebook and Twitter or whoever else, then that is censorship by proxy. And that is unconstitutional. You understand? Uh, The records show that beginning in December 2020, CDC officials regularly communicated with personnel at Twitter, Facebook, and Google over vaccine misinformation. All right. Now, these internal documents, obtained by the group of America First Legal and reported by the Washington Free Beacon, confirmed there was a direct coordination between the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and these uh, tech companies. A Twitter employee, for example, said, e- said in an email to a CDC staffer he was looking forward to setting up regular chats with the agency, unquote. Other emails obtained by America First Legal show social media companies scheduled meetings with the CDC regarding the policing of alleged misinformation about COVID-19 vaccines. Algorithms were used in the policing and an April 2021 email from a CDC staffer to Facebook showed the algorithms that Facebook and other social media networks are apparently using to screen out posting by sources of vaccine misinformation are also apparently screening out valid public health messaging, including Wyoming Health Communications. In May, the Biden administration paused a plan to establish a Department of Homeland Security Disinformation Governance Board. The Washington Post reported the board was paused not because it resembled the totalitarian ministry of truth in Orwell's 1984, but because of a, quote, right-wing disinformation smear campaign, unquote. Free Beacon reported the DHS board had arranged a meeting with a Twitter executive who blocked users from sharing stories about Hunter Biden's laptop. Let me repeat that: you heard that correctly. You did not miss. You did not mishear that. The Free Beacon reported the DHS board had arranged a meeting with a Twitter executive who blocked users from sharing stories about Hunter Biden's laptop, which contains evidence that President Biden heads a multi-million-dollar family business. That has sold access to the White House. A senior CDC official, senior CDC officials, for example, one appeared at a Google's 2020 Twisted Media Summit, an email shows. The conference's website states was for journalists and fact checkers, educators, researchers, and others who work in the area of fact checking, verification, media literacy, and otherwise fighting misinformation. In an email chain with, well, but who determines what's misinformation? You see, that's that's the catch. Who is it that says this is misinformation? Some guy in India monitoring posts who doesn't understand federal law, federal anything in this country. I could probably care less. That's your misinformation gatekeeper. In an email chain, nothing against people from India, but I'm just saying. Somebody in a foreign nation is going to tell me what I can say or not say in this nation? How does that work? In an email chain with the senior CDC official, a Google staffer offered to promote a World Health Organization initiative addressing the COVID-19 infodemic and strengthen community resilience against misinformation. Unquote. When Elon Musk moved to buy Twitter in May, there was a sudden surge of free speech on the platform. Several critics of the government response to the pandemic remarked are still remained locked out of their accounts or suspended. In March, as WorldNet Daily reported, President Biden's Surgeon General, uh, Dr. Vivek Murthy, demanded uh, that the major social media companies submit detailed information about the COVID-19 misinformation on their platforms. Demanded, like they're the Chinese Chai uh, government of information. Like he was a secretary of of information this is what you expect in chai com governments this is what you would expect in china perhaps russia probably cuba this is not what you expect here but this is what you're getting let all this kind of sink in let all this sink in information czars people somebody in the administration demanding something uh, from a social media company about misinformation we can demand all day long brother i don't have to give you jack Go get a warrant from the DOJ. That's what the response should be. Of course it wasn't. Because the big tech companies kowtow uh to the to the government. Why? Because the government holds the IRS over their heads. If you don't think the IRS isn't weaponized over these companies, think again. By the way, we're gonna get into the weaponization of the IRS a little bit later on. <laughs> Watch me get audited. Go ahead. Let's you know, audit. Uh, thanks to the Biden mandate. The White House stopped uh, stepped into the controversy over top-rated podcaster Joe Rogan's interviews with prominent rat- uh, medical scientists Dr. Robert Malone and Dr. Peter McCullough, essentially calling for censorship. Again, censorship by proxy, which is unconstitutional. But again, the Constitution is meaningless to these people. It's a speed bump on the road for them. Biden's press secretary at the time, Jen Circleback Saki. Uh, declared that flagging misinformation contrary to the government's narrative is not enough and social media platforms must do more well what in an interview with msnbc the marxist socialist nationalist broadcasting collective in january Murthy said the social media platforms still have not stepped up to do the right thing and do enough i should say to reduce the spread of misinformation Last year, Murthy issued a first formal advisory accusing Big Tech of failing to do its public duty, calling misinformation an urgent threat to public safety, public health. Uh-huh. Uh, also back in February, WND also reported the Department of Homeland and Security issued a bulletin naming proliferation or false or misleading narratives regarding COVID-19 in the, in the 2020 election as among the top terror threats. A terror threat. So basically... If you were putting up something about COVID-19 that the administration didn't agree with, you were basically a terrorist. The National Terrorism Advisory System bulletin warned of a heightened threat of terror due, in part, to quote an online environment filled with false, misleading narratives and conspiracy theories, another forms of mis, dis, and malinformation, also known as MDMs, by the way, introduced and/or amplified by foreign and domestic threat actors. The Russians are behind it. The charges of uh, spreading misinformation, however, have come as top health officials and scientists have walked back their stance on masks, lockdowns, vaccines, and other efforts to combat COVID-19, confirming the claims of esteemed scientists that they have dismissed as fringe or conspiracy theorists. Yeah, a lot of stuff's been walked back. A whole lot of stuff's been walked back. So these people were correct, actually. And the misinformers wasn't the people that were posting stuff on Facebook and, and Twitter so much as the people who were trying to censor it they were the ones keeping alive the misinformation you see in other words it was the fox screaming that the chicken was dangerous to him last november for example pfizer ceo albert borla charged people are spreading misinformation about the vaccines calling them criminals who have caused millions of lives i played those clips on this show go back and listen to archives however borla acknowledged in january that uh two doses of the vaccine offer very limited protection if any if any against the dominant omicron variant and he said the mrna vaccines don't have the safety profile that we uh, hoped we can achieve with this technology oh really so he admitted that they weren't that effective and they have uh, some safety issues well how about those apples and people that were saying that were being canned all over twitter and facebook but here comes the guy who's head of pfizer who by the way is not taking the vaccine who's the head of pfizer who says oh well yeah you know it was yeah they were kind of right huh the fda approved the pfizer shot for kids one week after an fda advisory panel voted to recommend it despite acknowledging the lack of safety data and the nearly 100 percent survival rate for children from infection anyway Let's take a pause. Yes. Collusion.
7: There's no better time than now to experience Aurora, one of Colorado's most diverse cities. Discover a world of flavors, history, and heritage with more than 330 international restaurants and markets, a vibrant art scene, plenty to see and do, and a global community that is locally accessible to all. The city of Aurora unifies diverse communities. They are a leader in creative outcomes and an innovator in economic development. Find out why Aurora is truly a world in a city. Start your adventure today at GoAurora.org.
0: If joint pain is keeping you from doing the things you love, Advent Health is here to get you back in action. Their award winning orthopedic surgeons and spine experts provide leading edge care for knee, hip, shoulder, hand, foot, ankle, and spine pain with a focus on personalized treatments, including minimally invasive and advanced robotic assisted surgery. Advent Health wants to help you keep going strong. To make an appointment, visit ColoradoOrthoExperts.com. That's ColoradoOrthoExperts.com
5: your collusion. Forget the Russians. There's your collusion. It's internal collusion amongst government agencies. And the more you dig down on the CDC, you see how it's been completely politicized in recent months and years regarding all this stuff. And it's disgusting,
6: but your tax dollars are paying for it. Needing a tuxedo? Why rent when you can buy one at only $89.99 at Suit City. Suit City has tuxedos, Steve Harvey suits, and blazers and suits starting at $39.99. Shoes starting at $19.99 with brands such as Stacy Adams and more. At Suit City, we have all your accessories, hats, ties, and a wide variety to suit your needs. On any occasion, Suit City will have you looking your best. Suit City has pasta robes, men's suits, and dress suits, blazers plus men's shirts. Why rent a tuxedo when you can buy at Suit City at only $89.99. Visit our website at suitcityusa.com that's suitcityusa.com suitcityusa.com look your best with tuxedos and suits at suit city with stores in collinsville danville and Rono. welcome to the truth today what is truth what does your church teach what are you willing to learn and turn around Find out on the truth today. Today's reading from 1 John chapter 1.
4: If we say that we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ His Son cleanseth us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us.
6: Your home. You pick up the Bible. You carry it to church. You hold it in your hand. You read verses from it. But do you follow it? Do you obey it? This has been Truth Today.
5: If so you're listening the Christian Talk That Rocks, it happens uh, every weekday, typically, from uh, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 to 3 Central. That is Monday through Friday. Check out the websites, christiantalkthatrocks.net or christiantalkthatrocks.com. So moving from that, uh, from uh, CDC shenanigans, and I think I shared, was it last week that they've got, or a week before, I can't even remember. Now it's all like a big blur. Go back and listen to archives that are all over the place. I think I'm at 16, 17 now, different um, podcast distribution locations. <clears throat> it's a lot. So go back and listen to those. But the CDC I shared, I think it was a couple of weeks back, they have a website that's set up for kids that want to discuss about transgenderism and sex and all that and uh, different types of sexual lifestyles and activities and yada bit about and there's monitors and the kids can talk to each other freely and there's a little button that the kids can push a little virtual button they can push if parents come by that uh, pops up and makes it like some sort of little game thing or something CDC that's on the CDC website yeah CDC is getting very creepy. The Creepies for Disease Control. I think it's in the Centers for Disease Control. They need to be called the Creepies for Disease Control. It, it's, they're getting creepier all the time. They really, really are. Very, very creepy. Now, there's a lot of talk about this uh, bill that's supposed to stop, supposed to curb inflation. Supposed to clamp down on inflation. And it looks like Senator Manchin uh, got behind it a few days ago. They're waiting for Kristen Cinema. She's the last Democrat holdout to get the thing through the Senate. Went through the House. They're waiting for her to Kristen Cinema of Arizona to give the go-ahead for it. Joe Manchin did finally. Of course, she's getting some sort of a gas pipeline in West Virginia too. I think it's part of the part of the deal. I don't know if she's going to buckle or not, but the the let's just say the spin is oh no it's it's not going to raise taxes on anybody like they're saying it's just not going to do it it's not going to happen well there are some folks who've looked at it and said yeah it is going to happen even if uh more or less only by uh by default, it's going to happen. Because if I have said, acknowledge nauseam made an item on this show, and I'll say it again, here we go again, for the umpteenth, millionth, and oneth time, when you raise taxes on businesses, when you raise taxes on businesses, anytime you do that, anytime you do that, you're going to create a situation where those businesses have to Pass those bottom-line expenses on to the consumer, to the customer, in the form of higher price tags that the customer has to pay for goods and services. That's how that works. That's just Economics 101. Now, Senator Haggerty has slammed uh, this deal, this bill, and he's slamming Biden and IRS over calling for bank data. This is just like Chinese Communist Party. In fact, the Wall Street Journal editorial board has argued that the Inflation Reduction Act will actually lead to more IRS audits and increased taxes and ultimately more inflation. Senator Haggerty on the IRS said they want all of our data to justify spending. Now, he was, uh, Senator Bill Haggerty joined mornings with Maria, this was uh, t- this morning, to discuss the Inflation Reduction Act and its connection to the IRS and increased taxes for Americans. He argued uh, that the IRS wants to snoop into Americans' data, and uh, that there are many lawmakers that want that as well, in order to justify more spending, despite being in a recession. I me we'll let you hear the exchange with uh, Senator Haggerty and Maria Bartiromo. This is uh, this was earlier this morning, and uh, again. A, a, S- one particular nonpartisan um, group that looked at this thing said it's it's not going to really cut inflation. In fact, if anything, it may have the opposite effect. And it's going to lay burdens on small businesses as well as larger ones. Of course, the smaller ones is going to have a, a more difficult time dealing with the regulations and the regulatory requirements in this bill if it passes. Of course, you know small businesses and large businesses would all say, "You know what? We'll see you in court." That's also your other option. At some point, you got to start pushing back. There has to be some. <laughs> it's called non. It's called peaceful noncompliance. At some point, you got to. At some point, you got to say enough's enough. Enough is a freaking enough. And warrantless searches by the IRS into people's bank accounts. What does the Fourth Amendment not mean anything anyway? Let me let you hear this from Haggerty. This is, the exchange of is that
0: what we're looking at, that this president and the Democrats want to see every transaction, $600 or more, in your banking accounts? The banks are going to send that data, and that's how they're going to try to figure out if there are cheats, tax cheats there?
4: Clearly, they want all of our data. This is just like the Chinese Communist Party. They want to be able to snoop and look
1: into every aspect of our life, Maria. And that amount of data creates a tremendous amount of reporting overhead. It's going to increase cost for businesses that have to make all these reports. It's going to make it next to impossible for small businesses and entrepreneurs to deal with. They don't care. They're so out of touch with the economy and out of touch with reality that they're just going to continue to plow through because this generates fictitious numbers that they use here in the Congress to justify even more massive spending.
5: Yeah, <laughs> that's he's right. Well, the government's good at cooking numbers and twisting them around to, to suit their needs, but uh, the, the, the Congress is right in there with them, helping them do it. So Senator Haggerty's correct. And by the way, again, when you slap regulations and extra taxes on businesses, how is that going to stop inflation? It's going to add to inflation because, again— They'll pass those costs on to you, the consumer. They have to. Look, it's a business. It's not a charity. The idea of a business is that you make money. To make money, you have to make a profit. So those things that eat into your profit margins, you have to compensate more often than not by raising the price tags, the cost that is, to the consumer on your goods and services. You have no choice. I mean, even if you're a nonprofit, you want to at least break even if you can or come close to that with a business you want to make a profit otherwise why have a business what's the point you open a business to do what make money businesses aren't charities businesses aren't just big vaults of money that the government can dip its hands into anytime it feels like it wants when it needs something Uh, indiscriminately that's not what businesses exist for businesses exist to make money for folks who are hired by the business to invest in the business, that's what it's there for. Otherwise, why bother? So, when these, all these things start hitting the bottom line, the ledger sheet of anybody running a business, smaller or large, is really going to hurt the smaller ones too. But the larger ones will feel it as well. But they've got crews of accountants and lawyers and so forth, and tax attorneys and so on and so forth that they can pay to sort through of all this nonsense. But smaller mom, mom and pop, they don't have that kind of money. So they're going to grope their way through this and probably screw up. Here comes the IRS. But these costs, these added regulations and these added taxes cost businesses money. Well, that means in order to recoup those outlays, they have no choice if they want to keep their profit margins healthy, but to turn around and stick it to you, the consumer. Really, they're not sticking it to you, but they're, they're having to pass it along to you. Who's sticking it to you? are your lawmakers and you see all the ones voting for it you folks in West Virginia Joe Manchin you keep voting for him you know what they say that the definition of insanity is keep doing the same thing over and over again and next time hoping for different results you keep voting for this guy hoping that maybe next time he'll be different (laughs) is that what your hope is look leopards don't change their spots if you don't like what, if you like what Joe Manchin's doing, okay. I mean, he's bringing home a pipeline to you for for natural gas, I guess, which will cross about a thousand waterways. Good luck with that. But anyway, uh, I guess if if you like what he's doing, keep voting for him. But if you think he's buckling under too much and licking uh, Chuck Schumer's boots too much, well, maybe it's time to get somebody else. Maybe it's time to vote the clown out. If you don't like what they're doing, get rid of them that's how you do it. You have the ballot box to use to fire these people. They work for you, you don't work for them. But these businesses, especially the mom and pops, will have no choice but to raise the prices on the goods and services that you buy from them. What does that do? That adds to inflation. This is the add to inflation bill. This is not an anti-inflation bill. This bill in the long run will add to overall inflation and put people, more folks in the crosshairs of the IRS and allow the IRS to snoop around a lot more in your bank account without warrant because the banks will be scared and say, well, we don't want a problem with the IRS, so we'll just go ahead and cough it up because, you know, it's regulation. We have to do it even though there's no warrant. Well, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, it's just that's what we have to do. So good luck arguing with your bank about that because they, they've knuckled under and they will continue to knuckle under uh, to government entities because they want to keep their little licenses intact and they don't care about your constitutional rights one way or the other they're just about as big a crooks as everybody else <laughs> now I've, now I've lost any chance of any bank any banks sponsoring this show I don't care back with more <laughs> Maybe opening myself up to trouble with the IRS. Not much here to grab. Can't get blood out of a turnip. Back with more.
6: screen cracked? Oh no! No problem. Martinsville's premier store for all wireless repairs. Yes, it's Bo Knows Wireless. Certified technician for service on iPhone, Android, iPad, and tablets. Yes, all phones specializing in screen repairs. Bo has prepaid phones starting at $60 and unlimited prepaid services starting at just $30. They have carrier services on five different pre-
0: if joint pain is keeping you from doing the things you love, Advent Health is here to get you back in action. Their award winning orthopedic surgeons and spine experts provide leading edge care for knee, hip, shoulder, hand, foot, ankle, and spine pain with a focus on personalized treatments, including minimally invasive and advanced robotic assisted surgery. Advent Health wants to help you keep going strong. To make an appointment, visit ColoradoOrthoExperts.com. That's ColoradoOrthoExperts.com.
7: At Rocky Mountain Prep, every child's journey is filled with love and joy in safe and inclusive schools. Our 12 tuition-free charter schools across Denver each offer a unique experience. Our teachers nurture the heart and mind. Our students are given the opportunity to excel in college, career, and life. Safety, diversity, and rigor are the pillars of our community. At Rocky Mountain Prep, we prepare students for life. Learn more about our pre-K-3 through 12th grade schools at rmp.org
6: paid services from verizon page plus total wireless net 10 and others if you want your phone right it's got to be done at bow nose wireless for repairs buy sell and trade it's bow nose wireless stop in at 1620 virginia avenue across from sports lane in martinsville call them at 638-6380 that's 638-6380 Oh, nose wireless. Nose wireless. Nose
8: wireless. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit slash COVID 19.
5: Yes, yes, yes. Uh, we, <laughs> we're we in one of those situations where, look, it's the government that helped create this problem of inflation. It's like asking the hen house, the fox to guard the hen house. Somebody's been eating my chickens. As, a, as, the, as you tell the fox as he wipes away the feathers from his lips and goes, hmm, well, I'll tell you what, why don't I help you guard that hen house? Oh, okay, thank you, Mr. Fox. That's, in essence, when you th- when you reach out to government or expect the government to help control inflation, they're the ones that help start it by throwing out free money, by printing phony money. You see, uh, the Treasury Department, in coordination with Federal Reserve, which is another Federal Reserve, sits here and just prints out more money. We need more money, well, we'll print some more. Well, that's called counterfeiting. See, if you and I do that, we go to jail. They do that. They call it quantitative easing. Now, you're welcome to try that argument. Set up a printing press and, I guess, start printing your own money and then say, well, I was just doing some quantitative easing. I probably won't fly very well with with a judge when you're sent to prison for about 20 or 30 years in Leavenworth. But that's what they do. See, they can do it even though the Federal Reserve is technically a private bank and you know, all that, but they're in league with the uh, with the Treasury Department. So you have these people funneling phony money, funny money, if you will, into the economy. Then, of course, you have all this COVID money and stimulus, COVID stimulus money that went to all these states and localities and so sozons and so forth. And what do they do with it? Well, some of it we still don't know, but it's out there somewhere. So what inflation is, is really more dollars chasing fewer goods. And virtually every time there's been an inflation crisis in any country in world history, usually a government entity was behind it. So the people that caused the problem, we're going to try to get them to fix the problem. It's kind of like going to an organized crime um, group say like going to ms13 and saying hey can you can you guys help us fight organized crime that'd be great thanks yeah not probably going to work so well not going to work so well so to expect the federal government to come up with any solution you know we hear every day well the president's working on the inflation it's top most he's working on the inflation we hear that almost every other day from uh kareem the spin machine sean pierre white house spokesperson President's working on all the rest of uh, his cronies. President's working on the president's working on the president's re- Okay, wh- what is he doing? What has he done? This isn't the answer. This is working on it. <laughs> yeah, he's working on it alright. He's gonna make it worse. I mean, it's just economics one oh one. This is this is no brainer stuff. Whoever cooked up this idea has no clue as to how businesses are supposed to run and how economics really work. Probably never r- run or own a business. Most of these people in Congress have never owned or run a business. The vast majority of them have gone into public service straight out of college. They've, they've got their paycheck from a taxpayer. They've never had to go out and really earn it in the sense of scraping it up from nothing. I'm not trying to put, to put down uh, the job of uh, public servanthood. It's a noble profession. But understand that a large number of these lawmakers they went straight out of college straight into public service they don't know anything about running a business they don't know anything about how stuff operates in the real world they know how stuff operates in government land but you get them out in the real world you get them out where they've got to make money from scratch as opposed to just knowing it's going to be there they get a check regardless of whether they sit on their duff and watch the clock all day or do something they get paid either way they don't have to do much by merit. They don't have to really do much to earn promotions. They go out and politic for a promotion or run for the job or whatever. And some of these people have are clueless as to how this stuff works. But they're the ones that are going to tell businesses how they need to operate and function. And they're going to regulate businesses, though they know nothing about a business. Nothing about it. And this is creating the problem. And this is compounding the issues that you're dealing with and yet you're now seeing called inflation. And the inflation has created a recession. We're in the early days of recession. Of course they're rewriting those terms. Well, we don't like that term recession, so that's not really a recession. So we're gonna we're gonna redo these terms, redo the definitions of these terms, because well, we just don't like the way these terms, how they're fitting into our narrative. So we'll just, we'll redefine the terms. We'll redefine what things are. Yeah, no, that'll work. And it's insanity. And and they think you're stupid enough. Here's a real insult. They, they think you're stupid enough to buy Well, some people are. But I think most people can see through it. They think you're just too stupid. You know, you're part of the unwashed masses. You're part of the beer-swilling, Cheeto-eating couch potatoes that they think they can swing this right past you. These elites think they can run this right past you. You'll never catch it because you're just too stupid. You won't see through their word games, their word salads, redefining terms. You won't go back and look at old YouTube videos of where they said something just the opposite a few years or even a few months or a few days ago. They think that you're just too stupid, so they can just swing it on past you. That's real insult. I think you don't understand how things work. You're too stupid. You need them carrying you from cradle to grave. You need them to take care of you because you're too stupid to take care of yourself. You need them. You are reliant and dependent upon them, and they have your best interests at heart. This is what they want you to think. This is what legislators and a lot of government types want you to think, and and they do it in both parties. This is what they want you to believe, although I think the vast majority of you are not believing it. (laughs) You're seeing through the games. You're seeing through the rhetoric and the redefining of terms. Well, if we don't like the way things are going, we'll just redefine the definitions and the terms. We don't like the way the poker game is going. We're losing too many hands here. Let's just go ahead and redefine the rules of the poker game. I use the analogy, I think it was Monday. Let's say you went to Vegas and you sat down at a blackjack table. I'm not endorsing gambling, but uh, let's say you sit down at the blackjack table. The house is kind of losing. Some of you are, are winning. Maybe there's a card counter in there somewhere they haven't found yet. But nevertheless... Once you sitting on your in a table, you're winning and the house is losing. Suddenly the pit boss walks over and says, folks, we're not changing the rules of the game. Well, you would say, Well, that's it. I'm walking away from this table and taking my chips and going and cashing them. I'm cashing them in. I'm done. I'm leaving this casino as a matter of fact, I'm going to find another one. Well see, that's what they're doing. They're changing the rules of the game mid game on you. Hoping that you won't uh, that you won't notice or you won't care. And, and actually, there is money on the table. Your livelihood is on the table. Your financial resources are on the table. Your ability to make a dollar is on the table. There is money on the table. So you have to question, what's going on here? They're hoping that, you, again, you're too stupid to pay much attention or that you just don't care or you won't care. That's what they're banking on. And it's really an insult to you. It's really a slap in your face. And Especially if you're a business owner, it's really a slap in your face. And especially if you're a mom and pop trying to figure all these new regs are going to come down the line at you. And again, add more to your bottom line, too. You're already barely making it. Again, this will add to both inflation and recession. These are not the answers. Because actually, in the end, the government isn't offering the solution. They're the problem. we got more to come. let move to the second hour. Our guest straight ahead, Daniel Tomlinson. Stay close.
1: You deserve a laugh today. Let's enjoy a family comedy minute with
2: Aaron Wilburn. Folks from the South ponder things that other people don't care about. We ponder things like if a number two pencil is the most popular pencil in the world, why isn't it number one? And if it's
0: true that we're here to help others, what are the others here for? And how much
2: healthy choice ice cream can I eat? Before it's not a healthy choice.
6: This has been the Family Comedy Minute, your source for family-safe comedy on the radio. Find out more at familycomedyradio.com. Needing a tuxedo? Why rent when you can buy one at only $89.99 at Suit City? Suit City has tuxedos, Steve Harvey suits, and blazers. And suits starting at $39.99. Shoes starting at $19.99 with brands such as Stacy Adams and more. At Suit City, we have all your accessories, hats, ties, and a wide variety to suit your needs. On any occasion, Suit City will have you looking your best. Suit City has pasta robes, men's suits, and dress suits, blazers plus men's shirts. Why rent a tuxedo when you can buy at Suit City at only $89.99. Visit our website at SuitCityUSA.com That's SuitCityUSA.com SuitCityUSA.com Look your best with tuxedos and suits at Suit City with stores in Collinsville,
4: Danville, and Rono. Hi, I'm Danny Ilo. You may know me as an actor, but one of the things that I'm most proud of is my service to this country. In the Army, I saw firsthand how training and discipline instill the values that create great leadership abilities and a can-do spirit. Those same strong values stay with service members when they return to civilian life and enter the workplace. So, remember to hire smart and bet on a vet. To learn more, call 888-44-SALUTE or visit saluteheroes.org.
1: What's the pace of your life? How fast are things moving? How long is your to-do list? I took my three children to a restaurant to pick up a dinner for my wife. I thought we would surprise her. When we got back to the car, I made sure every child was in their car seat, the drinks, the soup, everything was set. Well, we drove away from the restaurant, and after three blocks, my son from the back seat says, Dad, I just saw something big fall off the top of our car. I thought he was wrong until I reached over, and there was no pizza box on the passenger seat. So we circled back and discovered that our pizza had landed on the road. Every car was driving over and smashing our dinner. The surprise was ruined. My nightmare came true, and I realized maybe I'm not that great at multitasking. Do you ever have those moments where you realize you said yes to too many things? Remember Psalm 46, be still and know that I am God.
4: For more information, go to ActivateLife.org.
1: Phone screen cracked?
6: Oh, no. No problem. Martinsville's premier store for all wireless repairs. Yes, it's Bono's Wireless. Certified technician for service on iPhone, Android, iPad, and tablets. Yes, all phones. Specializing in screen... Re- There's a Honda for every holiday adventure. Whether it's a
5: ski trip and an available all-wheel drive pilot, delivering presents in a rugged passport, or hauling a few toys for yourself in a powerful Ridgeline. Find your new Honda during Happy Honda Days. For a limited time, well-qualified buyers can get a 2.9% APR on a 2023 Honda Passport, a 3.9% APR on a 2024 Pilot, and a 0.9% APR on a 2023 Ridgeline.
8: See dealer for financing details.
3: Deck the halls with dental savings, fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-floss Cake and pie and lots of cravings, fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-floss Save yourself some wasted dollars, fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-floss And protect those precious molars, fa la 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 -la -la -la
7: Use your dental benefits before the end of the year. Book your appointment today at ComfortDental.com.
6: Repairs. Bo has prepaid phones starting at $60 and unlimited prepaid services starting at just $30. They have carrier services on five different prepaid services from Verizon, Page Plus, Total Wireless, Net10, and others. If you want your phone right, it's got to be done at Bo Knows Wireless. For repairs, buy, sell, and trade, it's Bo Nose Wireless. Stop in at 1620 Virginia Avenue, across from Sports Lane in Martinsville. Call them at 638-6380. That's 638-6380.
8: Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this podcast.
3: Everybody online looking good.
8: I'm kind of in the mood for some stimulating conversation. Start sequence. Five, four, three, two, one.
4: And now, Christian Tom. Get in on the discussion now. Lines are open. And now, here's your host, Richie L. And you're listening to the
5: second hour of Christian Talk That Rocks. We've got a couple of websites for you, christiantalkthatrocks.net or christiantalkthatrocks.com. Live on our email address, which you'll need now because we've got the phone line tied up. Uh, talk to it for a good reason. Talk to richiel at gmail.com, T-A-L-K-T-O-R-I-C-H-I-E-L at gmail.com. Also, several ways to get this broadcast in podcast location format. Uh, too many to list, but I'll throw out a few of them at you. Our newest one, Skitcher, uh, Stitcher, rather, we're at Stitcher.com. Also, uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple, Castbox, about 17, okay? Flagship station, of course, WMVA, The Gold Rush, which can also be found at Odyssey.com and radio.net, and our newest affiliate, Thunderous Radio, at thunderousradio.com are a uh, guest this hour, is Daniel Tomlinson. He is a spokesperson for Compass Care, which has a pro-life counseling center in Buffalo, New York. And you may recall that they were firebombed back on June 7th, causing serious damage to their pro-life counseling facility. By the way, while Daniel and I are talking, please check out the website, which is the three W's dot Compass Care. That's, that's C-O-M-P-A-S-S-C-A-R-E, community. The word community, all one word there, compasscarecommunity.com. Compasscarecommunity.com, if you want to go check that out. And Daniel, thanks for being a part of the, the show.
1: Yeah, thank you, Richie. Thank you so much for having me. Really, really looking forward to our
5: conversation. You better believe it. And uh, I, I've, uh, in fact, I think it was a few weeks back, we were speaking with you guys uh, not too long after the, uh, was right after Roe v. Wade got flipped, I believe, or right before, and yep. and we were talking about the, um, the, 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 what had happened, and then how many crisis pregnancy centers around the nation at that point in time had either been vandalized or set on fire or something had happened. You know, uh, Senator Warren, <laughs> Elizabeth Warren came out right after Roe v. Wade got flipped and said that all you crisis pregnancy folks needed to be investigated because you guys were just yep. a bunch of uh, shammers and scammers. Your response to that?
1: <laughs> well, <clears throat> I, I I would bet that Elizabeth Warren has never been in a uh, pro-life pregnancy center in her life. Um, she is taking uh, national pro-abortion lobbying talking points, and she is using them and saying them as if they are facts. Uh, she calls pregnancy centers dangerous and misleading, saying that we all need to shut down um, and really uh, uh, insulting women um, as if they, um, they don't know what they're getting themselves into, as if all these pro-life pregnancy centers are uh, all, cut, all all um, doing what the, actually the abortion industry is doing, which is Uh, lying, manipulating, coercing. Um, They are uh, a billion dollar empire, abortion empire, while these pro-life pregnancy centers are uh, nonprofits offering free services to women uh, who are in need, women who uh, have unmet health and medical needs. And that's why Compass Care exists. Compass Care exists to help women in their hour of need, giving them ethical medical care and comprehensive uh, community support. And, yeah, she, uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren, is just one of many who have been coming after pregnancy centers. The all-out war has been declared on pro-life pregnancy centers by these pro-abortion politicians. And, obviously, um, there's also been physical attacks. So there's the rhetorical and the propaganda and the mainstream media piling on. Um, But, uh, you know, the the physical attacks are ongoing. Uh, Up to 45 pregnancy centers have been attacked by this uh, pro-abortion terrorist group calling themselves James Revenge. And if you add in all pro-life organizations and churches, it's over 100 attacks nationwide um, that, that have happened um, uh, after the, the leak of the Supreme Court decision and then post-Roe post reversal as well.
5: When you talk about these abortion clinics, primarily Planned Parenthood, uh, as being these money-making empires, you know it was exposed, and, and I played the undercover audio uh, all of it on this show over a period of time as it was coming out, as it was uh, being released of their selling and marketing of these aborted baby body parts and how lucrative this undercover investigation showed just how incredibly, incredibly uh, lucrative that was. Daniel Delighton was one of the guys, he was out in California That was exposing this. And by the way, he he caught a lot of heat from one uh, Cammie Harris, who's now our VP, but back then was one of the uh, bigwig prosecutors here in California at the time, who came after him for all that. But that undercover video exposed, and a lot of it's still going on, exposed the marketing and selling of these aborted baby body parts, which, uh, of course, I think to most people would seem pretty ghoulish.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it is um, the, the abortion empire, the abortion industry, um, uh, it, you know, we're seeing these attacks on pregnancy centers, but that the, the face of the abortion empire is violent. It is violent um, from top to bottom. Um, it, is, it is the, the willful uh, killing of innocent human life at, at its weakest and most vulnerable. Uh, it's taking advantage of women who uh, feel stuck, who feel trapped, who feel like there's no way out except for to get an abortion. They've been told um, that this is what you do with an unplanned pregnancy. This is the solution. And uh, Christians, uh, pro-life Christians and organizations like Compass Care stand in the gap and say to the woman and to the child, um, you are fully and equally human. You are loved. Um, you are worthy of dignity and respect and compassion because you are both made in the image of God. And that that, that is fundamentally what is under attack here. It's not these... These organizations like Compass Care, which are which are obviously you know in the, uh, have a target on our backs right now oh, yeah. uh, here in New York State as well as around the nation, but it's against these women and against these preborn children. That is where the attacks are being focused because this is this is the gap that we're stepping into. This is what Christ has called us to—to to be the good Samaritan, to lay down our lives to, to use our resources on behalf of the weak and vulnerable in our society.
5: I think there's been an exposure here too of many of those who claim to be pro-choice and speaking of senator warren okay. i've heard her stomp all over uh, the country saying oh i'm pro-choice i'm pro-choice but then turns around and attacks the choice, in other words, the alternative to abortion. Because to me, if you're pro-choice, that means, okay, you've got choices. You can either choose to have an abortion or you can choose to not have an abortion. But That's if right. you take away the not-have-an-abortion options, then how can, or you say you want to sort of sweep those off the table or investigate those or somehow they're just a bunch of shammers and scammers, well, then to me it's like you're taking the, ch- what you're basically saying is I'm taking the choices off the table so that you have really no choice but abortion period that's right so to me yeah. it belies the, the the notion of quote being pro choice because if you say well you're pro abortion Oh, no 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 I'm pro choice no 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 I think abortion should be uh, should be legal but rare very very rare and very safe no 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 yeah. don't don't label me as that no I'm pro choice I'm pro choice sure. but then sure. but then when the the choices is oh well no those those people they're just uh, they're they're just a bunch of misinformationists and scammers and 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 they're misleading p- poor vulnerable women and taking advantage of them. All. So we going to get rid of that. Well, then, okay, then what's the choice? <laughs> <You know?
1: laughs> yeah. So this is what this is what CompassCare exists for. We we exist to give women true choice, to give them a truly informed decision about their unplanned pregnancy, um, and give them a vision of their future. Um, so now they know if they end up making a decision to get an abortion. Um, now they know what the risks and side effects are after they've come to Compass Care. They know what the ramifications are for them physically, psychologically, spiritually. Um, and they know what life will look like if they decide to carry to term, whether it's making an adoption plan or whether it's uh, carrying uh, their baby to term and being a parent. Um, you know, now, now they have true choice. When a woman walks through Compass Care's door, she's saying, I need to have an abortion. There's, I've got no way out. I feel stuck. I'm trapped. My boyfriend's going to break up with me. My parents are going to kill me if they find out. You know, this is all situational pressures, uh, circumstantial pressures, relational pressures, financial pressures, all coercing her towards a decision. And an abortion is being sold as empowerment. And what it, what it actually is is abandonment. It's being sold as choice, uh, but it's actually coercion. And um, she, she decisions made out of fear are never good decisions. So company care no. comes around beside uh, her to, to help provide the services that she needs, the resources that she needs, and she needs to know uh, that she is valuable, that she is loved uh, by her creator, by her father uh, in heaven, as well as this preborn baby. So when a pregnant woman walks through the doors, there's two patients there. There are two people made in the image of God, fully and equally human. Both of them need to be served. Both of them need to be dignified and respected. And that's why Compass Care is
5: we're speaking with Daniel Tomlinson. He is a spokesperson for Compass Care, which is a pro-life counseling center. By the way, if that rings a bell with you, that was the one in Buffalo, New York that was firebombed back on June 7th. And while he and I are continuing chatting, uh, please go check out the website, com. That's, of course, the three Ws Community. That's all one word, dot .com. There are laws on the books, Daniel, regarding how close a person can be in terms of protesting, for example, outside a Planned Parenthood clinic and, of course, what you can and can't do at a Planned Parenthood clinic and laws obviously against burning one down or attacking anybody that works there, obviously. Uh, But what about some laws for for pregnancy resource centers? Uh, What about some legislation for that? I don't hear much about that.
1: Yeah, so... Thank you for asking about that. Compass Care has, um, has uh, asked the same question and have been working uh, closely with uh, Congresswoman Penny from uh, New York District uh, 22 in the Syracuse-Utica region. Here in New York, and um, has introduced a Pregnancy Resource Center Defense Act uh, to Congress that's a sister bill to Senator Hawley out of Missouri, who has also introduced a Pregnancy Resource Center Defense Act, increasing penalties for those who are attacking these pro life organizations. Uh, but you're absolutely right, there, there is not currently equal protection under the law. We're talking 45 pro life pregnancy centers have been attacked, vandalized, window smashed, Compass Care's Buffalo office. Set on fire, causing hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of damage, and uh, no one has ever been arrested. There's not been a single arrest related to these attacks on pro-life organizations that we're aware of, um, and not just uh, so not on the local level, not on the state level, not on the federal level. Um, and and so, uh, what, what Compass Care would like to see is equal protection under the law. If you're going to attack any nonprofit, if you're going to attack anybody, uh, we're not going to uh, we're not going to allow that. And so. Uh, this, this, uh, the silence, and even the demands for uh, organizations from Elizabeth Warren from New York Attorney General Letitia James, New York Governor Kathy Hochul, uh, demanding that we either get shut down, Google scrubs us from their maps so that women can't find us, or uh, when it comes to New York Governor Hochul uh, in investigating pregnancy centers. Um, this is the bill she signed into uh, into law six days after the firebombing, to allocate state resources to investigate pregnancy centers. Uh, not to investigate these arsonists, um, and so we're grateful to Congresswoman uh, Tenney and Senator Hawley for for their uh, willingness to uh, introduce this legislation. But uh, really, uh, what Cubist Care wants to do is just continue to serve women. And the fact that we're being attacked, or uh, you know, uh, offices being uh, needing to be completely rebuilt uh, because of uh, these attacks um, just distracts us from what from why we exist in the first place, which is to, to serve women and help them have their babies.
5: Let me ask you a question that might be a little sensitive regarding uh, law enforcement and your interactions with them since then, and maybe you can or can't talk, because there might be there's an investigation, but please tell us what you can if you're able to. Uh, Did anybody from either the Department of Justice or the FBI or the New York, um, I guess the New York State Police, their sort of version of an investigative uh, arm of, of that law enforcement agency, Have any of those folks talked with you, done any significant, serious investigations since this happened?
1: So I can say uh, we've been working closely with uh, local police um, there in Buffalo. And we've been working with the FBI and have delivered a mountain of evidence to both of those entities. Um, And uh, we have uh, talked with the FBI on, on several occasions asking for updates, asking for reports, um, you know, we're 57, 58 days from the firebombing and right. no arrest has been made yet. Um, so uh, it, I'm not going to speculate on an ongoing investigation as to why there have been no arrests yet, uh, but the, the fact remains that we are now almost two months out from, from the initial attack. And we're just one of 45, and there's of, of 45 pregnancy centers, and there's there's still no arrest. And, and arson is a serious crime.
3: Oh,
1: yeah. Uh, arson is a very serious crime in our in, 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 under the law, um, and for good reason. Um, but uh, Compass Care didn't shut down. Compass Care rerouted patients the very day of the firebombing right. to the Rochester office on the very day. And then the very next day, we're back up and running in an alternate location, a secure and undisclosed location, and just this past. Saturday, July 30th, had a grand reopening celebration 52 days after the firebombing, reopening uh, the patient services, completely redone, completely reorganized patient services, um, uh, uh, or excuse me, uh, medical office. And then also we'll be adding about uh, 30% to the total square footage in order to serve more women and save more babies, because more women are traveling to New York than ever before To get their abortion. So, Compass Care is is ready to serve the influx of women through abortion tourism, as well as adding space to uh, serve women online. So, different space where we can serve women through online uh, telemedicine platform, reaching them before they get in the car or on the plane and travel to New York or before they go online and and get a chemical abortion. So, um, what the enemy meant for evil, God meant for good, and it's given us an opportunity to completely restructure the office, add space, and uh, rebuild bigger. Uh, in in Buffalo.
5: To make sure I'm understanding, you're talking about the the original space that got a fire bomb. You guys are back in there now, but it's remodeled and expanded. Is that what I'm understanding?
1: That's right. So um, taking the existing structure and completely reorganizing it to, uh, we were busting at the seams there, serving uh, right. as many women as that facility could handle, have have increased the patient services area so that we can serve more women, as well as added space to serve women online through telemedicine. And, and are going to be uh, just broke ground on Monday for the expansion, um, adding 750 square feet right. to this medical office uh, to to uh, prepare for a 30 percent increase in patient volume this coming year.
5: So out of the literally out of the ashes of uh, what was left of of at least part of anyway your your center there, God has brought even bigger. Things right. even more stuff isn't that cool? How God works like that's that? Right. Like you know, the the devil absolutely. and his pals come along and mess something up, and then Lord says, "Oh yeah, well watch what I'm going to do." And now I'm going to make it even bigger and better. Ha ha! You know, it's kind of like right. kind of like the Lord gets the last that's laugh there in in absolutely. the end. <laughs> yes,
1: and this this is the people of God at work. This is this is um, this is God's God's people, that the church, right? Saying um, we we care uh, about women and their preborn babies. We we are uh, motivated. Uh, not by hatred of abortion primarily, but by love for these women right. and love for our Lord. Um, and so, you know, raised uh, uh, two hundred sixty-five thousand dollars in order for this, um, uh, in order for this building to uh, to be, to or this expansion to happen, as well as paving the way for um, delivering the twenty-first century telehealth tools to pregnancy centers all across the nation. Because abortion doesn't go away uh, after Roe is overturned; it just concentrates into different abortion hub states. Uh, like New York and Illinois and California, um, and our our uh, governor um, here in New York has allocated millions of taxpayer dollars to fly women, or to pay for women's travel expenses to come to New York and get their abortions, paying for their travel, their stay, their abortion, and their travel back. Um, this is this is the reality, and so Compass Care and the church through Compass Care is preparing not just to serve women in New York but across the nation, um, and and to help erase the need for abortion by transforming a woman's fear into confidence one at a time and to do it by the hundreds
5: of thousands well amen to that yeah i, I think there's in a in an odd way perhaps with what uh, governor hochel i call her by the way hochel men because hey, to me yeah, to go. me she I, really she should she should really move from the united states and go to, to communist china i think she would do well in their government i really do i think they would give her a great job But having said and I don't mean that as a compliment, but having said that, uh, I think in a weird way, this may kind of backfire uh, on her and those folks, because, as you say, as there's more traffic coming in, so to speak, of of gals on these, uh, quote unquote, abortion tours coming in to New York, uh, hopefully they will stumble across you guys and others like you. I know you're not alone. Uh, there in in the state of New York that can offer the alternatives and say you know you don't necessarily have to do this there are alternatives to this and here right. here they here they are and here's what abortion is and is not and here's uh what it's been advertised to be and what it can and what it does do and what it doesn't do and give them the the truth about what really goes on uh in in a lot of these uh abortion well, all of them really uh these abortion clinics and you guys have that alternative for them again again uh, it, it, if i may be a little bit of a devil's advocate here but sort of not pro-choice okay pro-choice pro-choice well you guys are the choice it's like these people yeah. again they it's like they want to take the choices off the table well to me that's not a choice if, if i got a choice of having okay you can have hamburger or you can have steak i'm going yeah that hamburger looks kind of nice and juicy but boy so does that steak and then they take the steak away go not nah, it, it, it you, you still have a choice, but I've taken the steak away. Well, no, I don't. Now, now I've got you know hamburger. <laughs> when I want the that's steak, right. you know, so <laughs> that's not really being pro-choice in my opinion. It's just it, I just it's all rhetoric to me.
1: It is. It is all rhetoric, and and you're absolutely right to say that they're not pro-choice. They're pro-abortion, and that that they're pro-abortion. They're pro-killing um, of pre-born babies. That 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 is the reality. Um, and the, the the days of safe, legal, and rare. They just want it to be legal. Uh, gone is the safety. The, you know, chemical abortions, for instance, are being touted as safer than Tylenol by the abortion industry, safer than Tylenol, and they are 400 percent more dangerous than surgical abortions. Um, they, chemical abortions represent 50 percent um, of all the abortions happening nationwide, and Compass Care has a platform to reverse the effects of a chemical abortion that's been started, and that is being attacked As if that is dangerous and all it is is natural progesterone that doctors have been giving to women who have had chronic miscarriages for decades um natural progesterone to overwhelm the effects of a chemical abortion that's been started um and and this is what compass care provides so if you're actually about choice here's this woman started a chemical abortion changed her mind in the middle of it said, i actually don't want to kill my baby i want to i want to have this child comes to compass care is able and compass care is able to help that woman save her baby, and continue the pregnancy and have a perfectly healthy um, uh, boy or girl.
5: The website, go check it out, is at com. all one word. That's Compass, C-O-M-P-A-S-S, Care, C-A-R, Community, C-O-M-M-U-N-I-T-Y, all one word there, compasscarecommunity.com. Up against the clock, Daniel, we've got to let you go, but thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to be a part of the broadcast today and continue to fight the good fight of faith. And I'm praying that you guys are, are going to have just uh, – uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, j- just a, uh, well, a bumper crop, let's just say, of, of women yes, coming uh, com- coming into the place here, uh, getting getting hold of you guys and saying, you know what, may, maybe not. And I'm also praying that you folks in uh, in New York are going to get a new governor, too. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I say yes and amen to both those prayers. Thank you so much, Richie. It's been a, it's been a
5: pleasure being with you. You bet. It's been a pleasure having you on. Uh, God bless, and keep up the good fight of faith. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And we've got more Christian talk that rocks straight ahead. Don't move.
4: More talk continues next with Richie L. More Christian talk that rocks next. Hi, I'm Danny Ilo. You may know me as an actor, but one of the things that I'm most proud of is my service to this country. In the Army, I saw firsthand how training and discipline instill the values that create great leadership abilities and a can-do spirit. Those same strong values stay with service members when they return to civilian life and enter the workplace. So, remember to hire smart and bet on a vet. To learn more, call 888-44-SALUTE or visit saluteheroes.org. Phone screen cracked? Oh no. No problemo.
6: Martinsville's premier store for all wireless repairs. Yes, it's Bo Knows Wireless. Certified technician for service on iPhone, Android, iPad, and tablets. Yes, all phones specializing in screen repairs. Bo has prepaid phones starting at $60 and unlimited prepaid services starting at just $30. They have carrier services on five different prepaid services from Verizon, Page Plus, Total Wireless. Net 10, and others. If you want your phone right, it's got to be done at Bow Nose Wireless. For repairs, buy, sell, and trade, it's Bow Nose Wireless. Stop in at 1620 Virginia Avenue, across from Sports Lane in Martinsville. Call them at 638 6380. That's 638 6380. Bo nose waggle nose waggle nose waggle nose waggle
5: nose And now a man who's wanted for questioning by both the CIA and the KGB Ritchie Haven't got me yet, but uh, there's time, I suppose. <laughs> There's time for him to come grab me in the middle of the night, I guess, and whisk me away if I'm suddenly not here for a few days. Well, they must have got him. <laughs> they they must have grabbed him, went a little too far on his talk show, and now he's gone. Oh, well, that's what you get, right? Yeah, right. Um, The uh, Supreme Court, talking about uh, Roe v. Wade and all that, it's interesting kind of a poll here of sorts. Uh, being reported by Chris Enlow of TheBlaze.com, Americans' approval of the Supreme Court actually increased a little bit after the historic decision overturning Roe v. Wade, and despite outrage from pro-abortion activists overall, approval of the Supreme Court ticked up a teeny bit, 3%. Compared to last year, according to a new Gallup poll survey found, in fact, in September 2021, overall approval was at 40%. This year, it's up about 43%. And they've had some pretty controversial rulings or decisions. I hate to use the word ruling because they don't rule, they decide. Now, the poll was conducted between July 5th and 26th, which means the survey measured reactionary feelings related to the overturning of abortion precedents Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health Organization and the reaffirmation of the Second Amendment. Um, still public approval for the high court has been on a downward spiral for several years. Nevertheless, public approval was below 50% from September, 2011 until July, 2018, remaining above 50% until last July when it sunk down to 49% that according to Gallup data, however, the most significant finding from the Gallup survey is just how tribal court opinion has become. Just 13% of Democratic voters told Gallup uh, they approve of the Supreme Court right now, while about 74% of Republicans said they approve. And I'll, I'll speculate if this uh, this approval done about I mean this uh, survey done about maybe two years ago as recently probably have had that many Republicans saying they approved. The 61 point partisan gap is the highest Gallup has ever recorded. Survey results come in after the Supreme Court Justice Elena Kagan last month suggested the court should be beholden to public opinion, lest it lose its legitimacy, not the Constitution. Because when I read Article 3 of the Constitution, by the way, I don't see anything in there about the Supreme Court measuring its decisions based on public opinion. I don't see that anywhere. Let's just say it suddenly, th- think about, what, about that boneheaded statement that elena kagan just said think about that for a moment If public opinion is that christians should be burned at the stake is the supreme court going to uphold that well you know public opinion says that these christians are just awful pesky people and kind of annoying and you know kind of brought it on themselves so i think we're going to go ahead and allow it as part of uh, the united states defending itself from these internal terrorists so uh, just like we send drone strikes to wipe out terrorists, well, uh, these Christians, gonna, they're going to say things and do things that seem sort of terroristic. Well, then I guess uh, you will know, we'll treat them like terrorists and let them get killed. And that's what public opinion wants anyway, so that's, that's what we're going to do. Is, is, is that the, uh, you might say, well, that's, come on, that's being a little extreme. Is it really? If, if the Supreme Court is uh, supposed to base all of its decisions on public opinion and not what the Constitution
3: says, not back... Deck the halls with dental savings, fa la 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 floss Cake and pie and lots of cravings, fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-floss. Save yourself some wasted dollars, fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-floss. And protect those precious molars, fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-floss.
7: Use your dental benefits before the end of the year. Book your appointment today at
8: ComfortDental.com.
5: king things up to the Constitution, then what's the point? What's the point? That's what you call a kangaroo court. So from this point forward, my name for Elena Kagan is going to be Elena Kangaroo Kagan. From now on, on this show, when I refer to her, it will be Elena Kangaroo Kagan. Oh, I'm really good at giving nicknames to these folks. So let's see, I've got, gosh, I've got a long, a growing list. There's uh, Ho Chi Minh, the governor of New York. Oh, by the way, if you know your Vietnam War history, that you know why I'm calling her Ho, Min. Ho Chi Minh. It's like, like Ho Chi Minh, who was the leader of the North Vietnamese uh, communist era for a while. So uh, and she's definitely a socialist. There's no doubt about it. She's definitely a communist socialist. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, and let's see. We've got uh, Nancy Pelosi, the disease of Congress, mumbling Mitch McConnell, up Chuck Schumer. So I'll just add her to the list elena kangaroo kagan you better believe it well that's not very christ-like sure it is that's exactly what jesus did he was worse than me he called the scribes and pharisees a brood of vipers think about that a moment a brood of vipers think about that a second first of all a snake was the most unclean thing to a jew that there was there was nothing more, more unclean or worse than a snake so he's calling them a nest of snakes a bunch of baby snakes which also means that their parents were snakes in other words it was a bit of a yo mama and yo daddy <laughs> and and you too That's basically what Jesus was saying to them if you think about it if you parse it by calling them a brood of, po- of very poisonous snakes that was the highest insult he could give them calling the scribe of the fair you're just a bunch of brood of poisonous snakes you're the offspring of you're the baby snakes, the offspring of, of poisonous snakes. That There was there was no higher insult, really, at that time, uh, in, in the vernacular of that day, in the Jewish mindset, if you will. There was no higher insult that he could have given them. That he could have given them. Of course, they've come back at him with, well, a little bit later, well, you know, we weren't born in fornication, because the rumor was going around that, and it still is that Mary got a little busy with uh, a Roman centurion or some of the other, and and there came Jesus. And Joseph was just a nice guy and kind of overlooked it, and so on and so forth. And that's why they told him we weren't born in fornication. And of course, he fired back at him and said, "Let me tell you, who your daddy is. You want to talk about my? <laughs> you want to question uh, my parental lineage?" your father is satan who is the father of all liars so you see he was calling them illegitimate too <laughs> so he had these very crisp exchanges with these uh with these scribes and pharisees very crisp exchanges in, in the vernacular of that day uh he, so he he called he called people he called uh king herod a fox and he, he didn't call him a fox because he thought he, he was a good-looking guy he just called him a fox because he thought he was crafty and sneaky as a, as a little fox. All right. So uh, name-calling, if you will, and uh, that type of thing, uh, in, in, done in the, in the right, uh, I guess you could say spirit, is, is actually quite Christ-like, according to what I read in my Bible. All right. So uh, because you're calling out, when you do it, to call out evil. And I'm calling out the evil here. This is evil. Come on, Kagan. You swore an oath to uphold the Constitution, not public opinion. Public opinion can sway like the wind. Anyway, uh, the Gallup survey went on to show, however, that uh, is that American approval of the Supreme Court is based mostly on their political opinions, true of court decisions, not on the country's, uh, not on the courts rather jurisprudence. That's when the court decides in a certain way that uh, Republicans want they approve, and then of course when the court decides in the way the Democrats want then they approve. So again it's the winds of, of politics, but they're supposed to decide based upon the Constitution. They're supposed to back things up to the Constitution and say, okay, what is this law? What does this do? Is this being done to these people? Is that unconstitutional or not? Or or so on and so forth. And thousands, literally thousands of court cases are brought up to or or um Put up to the Supreme Court. Most of them are rejected. The vast majority are rejected. They only take maybe, oh, I don't know, six, seven, eight dozen a year uh, cases. Out of the s- several thousand that are shot up there, they usually just shoot them back. So they don't really take on a whole lot of cases. I don't know. Maybe they, maybe the argument should be made they should take on more. and Maybe that's an argument for having more Supreme Court justices. I don't know. I think nine feels about right to me. Of course, there's talk, been talk about court packing Things of that nature, but but to say what Kagan said is absolutely just—I uh, don't know where she's coming from on that, and I don't know if she was smoking something weird. But that's kangaroo court kind of stuff when you when you base decisions on what the mob outside is screaming at the courthouse. That's how you're going to make your decisions. I, I thought we—I thought we were trying to get away from mob mentality and mob rule. I thought that's why we had representatives and actual courts and things of this nature was to prevent mob rule in this country. But apparently mob rule is okay with uh, Elena Kangaroo Court Kagan. Apparently she's all about that. Gumbo Christian talked at Rock straight ahead. Stay
6: close. Needing a tuxedo? Why rent when you can buy one at only $89.99 at Suit City. Suit City has tuxedos, Steve Harvey suits, and blazers and suits starting at $39.99. Shoes starting at $19.99 with brands such as Stacy Adams and more. At Suit City, we have all your accessories, hats, ties, and a wide variety to suit your needs. On any occasion, Suit City will have you looking your best. Suit City has pasta robes, men's suits, and dress suits, blazers plus men's shirts. Why rent a tuxedo when you can buy at Suit City at only $89.99. Visit our website at SuitCityUSA.com. That's SuitCityUSA.com. SuitCityUSA.com. Look your best with tuxedos and suits at Suit City, with stores in Collinsville, Danville, and Rono.
8: There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19.
5: So John Kirby, who is the National Security Council coordinator, part of the White House, uh, part of the administration's gang there, he got grilled pretty hard, got peppered with some questions. Mainstream media kind of ratcheted it up on him a little bit. And, of course, Peter Ducey right in there with the final body blow. But the reporters, according to chriseneltheblaze.com, headline reads, reporters grilled top white us official for allowing Taliban to harbor al-Qaeda, uh, which they've, they've done. And, of course, we took out... One of their uh, one of the Al Qaeda leaders there, the top dog, actually, uh, allegedly top dog there in Afghanistan. National uh, Security Council coordinator John Kirby was peppered with questions yesterday over how the Biden administration will respond to the Taliban violating the Doha agreement. Now, let me pause there for a moment, because the Doha agreement, which ultimately was started by Trump, this is one of the things I I had to disagree kind of sharply with Trump on. And I'm going to make all the Trump fans mad. Well, be mad at me. I don't care. Because this shows no respect of persons in that regard. I call them as a CM. And I don't care if a dem or pub, your favorite political hero or not. But this Doha agreement was a dumb agreement. And I, and I, I get why Trump wanted to get us out of uh, Afghanistan. I, I want us out of Afghanistan, too. But there's a right way and a wrong way to get out. And to make an agreement with a basically a known terrorist organization look Taliban are terrorists I kind of agree with the Israeli doctrine never negotiate with a terrorist never negotiate with terror what if we negotiated with the Nazis let's 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 go back in time what if we negotiated with the Nazis let's say we to stop you know we, we didn't quite go into Germany all the way we, we went into Europe obviously and we, and we stopped patenting everybody at which I kind of tried to do anyway stop patenting everybody right there at the French border we, we want to leave Germany intact, so we're going to go ahead and make a, 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 an agreement with, a, negotiate, a negotiation with Hitler and the Nazis to just behave. Keep your stuff there in Germany. Don't spread it around the rest of Europe. Can you imagine that? In your wildest imaginations, can you imagine that? But in a sense, that's kind of what we did with these Nazis with turbans in Afghanistan with the Taliban. You see, we lost our appetite for total war. At the end of World War II, or or the last days of World War II, the only Nazis that were left standing in in Europe were the ones that were coming forward to surrender. The rest were dead. Okay? That's called total war. That's called total war. We don't engage much in total war. We went into Afghanistan, and to some extent, uh, you could probably argue Iraq as well, but especially Afghanistan. We went in there with one hand behind our back. We went in there. Well, actually, we went in there with two hands, but we went in there with with, with uh, a carrot in one hand and a grenade in the other, and said, "You pick," and and trying to do this nation building stuff. Now, part of the Marshall Plan or doctrine after we after Europe kind of got destroyed in war, which wasn't entirely our fault uh, or the Allies' fault, because ultimately it was ultimately Germany's fault, but nevertheless. When uh, Nazi Germany, that is, nevertheless, we went in and helped rebuild Europe. But you see, those were our allies. And and those people fought with us. Those of them fought with us, you know, on on our behalf. We fought together as a team. So we didn't mind rebuilding France and Belgium and Italy and places like that. Because eventually they all went on our side. So they were allies, so to speak. So we went in and and, and rebuilt uh, rebuilt europe we nation built okay sure because we were all it were the vast majority of them were fighting at the end the nazis but that's not the same you don't have quite the same dynamic in afghanistan there should have been no taliban left standing except the ones coming forward to surrender but we left an awful lot of taliban standing and that's the mistake that we made we had them on the run for a few years. We were pounding them right and left. But then things started getting a little sticky. And folks started whining. Um, but we should have, again, this, this idea of trying to make friends with terrorists and nation build, and maybe that will turn them around once they, you know, once they start hearing some rock and roll and get a McDonald's cheeseburger in their belly, well, they'll like us. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, What if we had tried that with the Nazis or the Imperial Japanese that were on the move all over the Pacific? So we left, in essence, these Nazis with turbans in charge. And we negotiated this Doha agreement, which I believe was a disaster and has proven to be a disaster. And that was started under Trump. Uh, the United States carried out a successful counterterrorism strike against the leader of Al-Qaeda over the weekend, killing Ayman al-Zawahiri. American operators were successful partly because al-Zawahiri was hiding in plain sight in wealthy Kabul neighborhood. Or kaboom, as some people used to call it back in the day. The Taliban have extended to Al-Qaeda after the fall of, the Afghans- of Afghanistan last year, so they're buddies' buddies with Al-Qaeda. They're not trying to root Al-Qaeda out of there. They're being buddies with uh, them in violation of the Doha agreement. Which, again, anybody surprised? You cannot negotiate with terrorists. If we learn nothing from the Israelis, you can't negotiate with terrorists. Why we did? Very stupid. That was a dumb thing Donald the orange man did. The close relationship between the Taliban and al-Qaeda violates the Doha agreement. Peace treaty negotiated under former President Donald Trump between the U.S. and the Taliban. Specifically, the agreement bars the Taliban from allowing al-Qaeda to operate in Afghanistan a provision the Taliban have clearly violated. And, and again, I'll show of hands if anybody's surprised that they did. Now, let me let you hear this exchange between Kirby, John Kirby, and, uh, and some reporters, and, and not from some quote-unquote right-wing, all of them weren't from just right-wing uh, rags or mags, by the way. Uh, some of these were for some, some bigger-name outfits. In fact, ABC News chief White House correspondent Cecilia Vega is the one that started the, the dominoes falling on this thing. She's the first one to ask the question. Let me let you hear these questions as they are peppered to John Kirby. Quite interesting and quite telling, in my opinion. Uh, Old Kirby, He's, he's a slick one.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Uh, John, how concerned is the administration right now that the Afghanistan has become a safe haven for terrorists? I think if you were to
2: ask some members of Al Qaeda, ask them how, how safe they feel in Afghanistan right now. Um, I think we proved uh, to a fair the well this weekend that it isn't a safe haven and it isn't going to be going forward.
0: What will the repercussions be for uh, the Taliban harboring al-Zawahri?
2: I'm not going to telegraph moves and decisions that we might make. I'm certainly not going to get ahead of anything at this point. I I would just make uh, two points. One, uh, the strike itself shows how serious we are uh, about accountability. shows how serious we are about defending our interests. And... We're going to maintain, as I said at the outset, we're going to maintain this over-the-horizon capability. In fact, I'd go so far as to say we're going to continue to try to improve that capability going forward. Um, and number two, we've communicated very directly with Taliban leaders um, uh, our views of, of uh, their willingness at, at some level, of course, to, to harbor uh, Zawahiri and, uh, and his family. Um, and we have made it clear that not we believe, not we think, Not we suppose, but we know that that's a violation of the Doha agreement.
1: So obviously, John, just to follow up on that, clearly this shows accountability for Zawahiri and for Al-Qaeda, wherever they are, as yeah. you got him in Afghanistan, but it doesn't show accountability for what the Secretary of State described as a gross violation of the Doha agreement. So can you commit that there will be some act to demonstrate that they will be held accountable in some way? And how do you do that without it looking like, yep, we'll just take out one by one, you can keep allowing more in? Well, again, I'm
2: not going to telegraph punches that haven't been thrown yet um, or decisions that haven't been made yet. Um, we're going to stay vigilant to the threat. We've made it clear to the Taliban uh, that uh, that we know what what they did, and uh, we know who they harbored, uh, and we know some of the steps they tried to take after the strike to to cover up the evidence of it. Um, so we're mindful of it. Um, but I'm not going to get ahead of decisions, policy decisions that haven't been made. I mean, the. It's not that we take the Taliban at their word, but just indulge me for a second. They claim they want a relationship with the United States and with the West. They claim they want to open up um, and be part of the international community. They, they the claim finance. they want financing. That's exactly right, Peter. Um, save so, they which I'm going to show you in a true, moment. If that's true, if that's what they really want, uh, then it would behoove them to, to pay close attention to what we just did over the weekend um, and to meet their agreements – under the Doha agreement.
1: Without identifying them, how many other al-Qaeda individuals or leaders do you assess are presently living in Afghanistan?
2: I'm not going to get into intelligence matters, uh, Peter. We we said even before we left Afghanistan last August that we knew al-Qaeda was, uh, was present in Afghanistan in relatively small numbers, uh, and we know that there are still some al-Qaeda fighters in, in Afghanistan. I would, uh, again, without getting into... Uh, classified information here. I would say the number's not very large. And that's al- and that's core al-Qaeda. There are also uh, offshoots like ISIS-K, which we know are very active in Afghanistan and um, uh, right now. The, the other thing that I want to say, and I, I know rightly we're focused on Afghanistan, but again, I want to take you back in time a little bit to about a year ago when we talked about this threat uh, and our departure from Afghanistan. We know that al-Qaeda has metastasized, both in terms of character. Now they've got different offshoot groups, Al-Shabaab, ISIS, and ISIS has got splinter groups of its own. But they've also metastasized geographically. They're not focused as much in a presence in Afghanistan. They're in North Africa. They're in the, the Sahel. They're throughout the Middle East. In, they're in Yemen. Uh, so I mean, there's, uh, there are other uh, counterterrorism threats in other parts of the world. We're going to stay focused on them all. I get, I get that we're focused on Afghanistan right now, but we're not taking our eye off the rest of the world either.
6: John, something you just said is not consistent with what we were told last year. You're saying that you've always known there was a small number of al-Qaeda in Afghanistan. President Biden said, what interest do we have in Afghanistan at this point with al-Qaeda gone? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, in a major way, al-Qaeda was not playing, oh, no, wait, let me let me finish. They weren't playing a major role uh, in, in operations uh, or resourcing or planning in Afghanistan. But... Peter, I, I know specifically because I was at a different podium a year ago, and we talked about the fact that al-Qaeda had a presence in Afghanistan, but small and not incredibly powerful or, or, uh, or potent. And I think, again, without getting into numbers, we would still assess that to, to be the case.
6: So we know that the Taliban was harboring the world's most wanted terrorists.
2: You guys gave a whole country to a bunch of people that are on the FBI most wanted list. What did you think was going to happen? I um, Take issue with the premise that we gave a whole country to terrorist groups. I mean, again, I'd, 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 I'd encourage the you to ask.
1: The world's number one
6: terrorist. How is that not giving a country to a, a terrorist sympathizing group, uh, if not giving them permission to have terrorists just? Well, sit on a balcony
0: the, the question I mean
2: Peter the way you asked that it makes it sound like we owned Afghanistan a year ago. It wasn't our country. Um, it was an independent sovereign state. And the Which you gave over to the Taliban. You gave over to terrorists, been Going on dong. for 20 years because he believed then and still believes now that our national security interests are best met by meeting the threats of today, not the threats of 2001. And, uh, uh, we, you know, I don't want to relitigate the whole war here, but uh, obviously no one anticipated the Ghani government to fall as fast as it did. Yeah, because uh, you guys just uh, didn't anticipate time,
5: that. Let me kill it right there. Oh, the guy's an idiot. Ugh these are the fools running things these are the fools running things he was a part of it he austin the whole bunch president on down were part of it of this ridiculous the the way we pulled out of afghanistan yeah we should have eventually left but we left in a bad way and we left uh the keys to the kingdom so to speak in the hands you left the whole country to to a big terrorist group called the taliban And again, Deucey's right. What the heck did you think was going to happen? You left the whole nation to a bunch of bad guys and some bad gals, too. What do you think's going to happen, fool? I mean, Kirby is, this guy's another one that is, I don't know what he's smoking. Like, what did you think was going to happen? Oh, we were surprised that the government there fell so fat. Really? You were surprised the government was going to fold up that quickly? (laughs) you obviously have no clue what you're doing. And they still have no clue what they're doing. It's amateur hour at the White House. It's amateur hour. And again, Trump administration started the the ball rolling, trying to negotiate with these terrorists. Now, I've got some information. I'm going to do a quick break and come back that's going to make you (laughs) probably grit your teeth. By the way, whether you like it or not, you're financing terrorists. I'm going to explain to you how you're doing it very directly back with more.
6: Not a morning person, but wants breakfast? Well, it's all-day breakfast at Ronnie's Restaurant on 112 New Market Street in Mayadan. Start your day with a morning breakfast any time of the day. Ronnie's Restaurant also serves succulent steak and seafood, plus homemade meats and vegetables. Come see us at Ronnie's Restaurant Mayadan at 112 New Market Street. Yes, we're fully open. We're open Monday through Saturday from 6 to 9 p.m. We do concessions and catering. Call in orders at 336-916-0042. That's 336-916-0042.
5: Now, if you think the ranking competence of people like John Kirby and others uh, is bad enough, well, let's add this to the mix. Biden, the Biden administration paid the Taliban more than a billion bucks over the last year of your tax dollars, your money, a billion bucks. Corrupt and repressive regime in Afghanistan is now taking U.S. tax money, and has been. In the aftermath of Joe Biden's report that he ordered a military drone strike that killed al-Qaeda leader Ayman al-Zawahiri in downtown Kabul, or Kaboom, Afghanistan, a report has emerged that the Biden administration has paid over the last year about a billion bucks to the Taliban of your money. So they and you, by default, are are financing terrorism. How about that? That would be the extremist Islamist organization that took over Afghanistan, that's right, when uh, the Biden administration last year abruptly pulled American soldiers out. He left behind hundreds of Americans, thousands of Americans supporting nationals who likely would die and be targeted by assassination and squads for their work, as well as some 80 billion bucks in American war machinery. Now a report from Foreign Desk News explains that the administration has been sending and plans to send more money to the Taliban. Columnists also pointed out that it is unlikely that an al-Qaeda operative could have set up shop and be working in Kabul without the Taliban knowing that. The report said American foreign aid might be going to the wrong places, including Afghanistan. Annually, the US allocates over fifty one billion bucks in economic aid and military assistance. Twenty five billion bucks comes from the US Agency for International Development, also known as USAID. While the Department of Defense and Department of State are close behind, over twenty percent of this and is divided among four countries Israel, Jordan, Afghanistan, and Egypt. Why is Afghanistan in there? Uh, since we're gone. While well-intentioned, corruption, failing infrastructure, or even cultural misunderstandings can mean the U.S. aid causes more than more harm than good, the report explained. Rewarding the Taliban, the report explained, the U.S. has pledged an additional $55 million bucks in aid to Afghanistan over the past fiscal year. This totals to over a billion bucks to humanitarian, economic, and military assistance, quote-unquote. Aid to Afghanistan, foreign aid always comes with criticism, but especially so when the recipient is an enemy of the U.S. and a corrupt extremist and repressive regime so here we are you know you're wondering how to make ends meet you're wondering how to pay the bills you're seeing gas prices and food prices go through the roof you're having a hard time getting baby formula but in their wisdom this particular administration is sending your tax dollars it's not their money it's your money sending your money to support a rank terrorist organization how do you like them apples how do you like that you like what you got now? You like what you're paying for? You like who's running things? How you like him now? How do you like the sock puppet president now? Let me tell you who's running things. John Kirby is one of the people running things. He could have told he could have said a whole lot more. He's talking about well, you know, he won't get, get ahead of policies and decisions. He's making them. He just doesn't want to tell you. Biden isn't making them. He doesn't have the brain power to do that right now, and hasn't for a while. It's he... And the rest of the oligarchs that have taken over the White House, the rest of the cabinet and the White House workers there working for Biden directly, his appointees, they're all oligarchs now running our country. Joe Biden's not. You think he's running things? You think he actually has the mental capacity to run anything right now? Uh, No, he doesn't. Guaranteed. These oligarchs, John Kirby's one of them, this group of men and women, that are behind the scenes, they're the ones running things. They're the ones calling the shots. You ever heard the expression, too many cooks spoils the broth? Well, these are the cooks that are spoiling the broth. There's too many of them. That's what's happening. Get on teed. Got to go. Be sure to take care of those that you love. Take care of yourself. And remember, God is love. See you next time.
3: With dental savings, la 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 floss. Cake and pie and lots of cravings. la 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 floss. Save yourself some wasted dollars. la 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 floss. And protect those precious molars. la 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 floss.
7: Use your dental benefits before the end of the year. Book your appointment today at comfortdental.com